Hello and welcome to Guy Free, Working on Me, A Woman's Journey to Self-Awareness. This is a great moment in your life, a moment where you have decided to stop taking care of everyone else and to just start to take care of yourself. Stick with me through these podcasts and we are going to take the best rides of our lives. Listen up. Guy Free, Working on Me is not meant to be a permanent lifestyle. It is meant to be a time in your life where you stop basing your worth, your happiness, and your self-esteem on having a man at your side. This is going to be an all-out redeciding of who you are, who you want to be, and what you feel inside. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, everyone. I'm Shauna Hoffman. Let's start with a quick check of your self-care from this week. I end every episode telling you to take care of yourselves. I tell you to eat good food, drink lots of water, get lots of sleep. Well, did you? I started to formulate today's episode with the intention of talking about mothers and daughters. Okay, I promise that will be the next episode. Because if I were to let the universe guide me today, which I try to do every day, it seems that talking to you about you and your self-care is where I'm being led. And today we're going to delve into the fabulous word, habits. Oh yeah, there it is, that word. Here's the thing. We get into habits in life. Some of them help us out every day. They help us achieve our dreams. They help keep us on track with our health. They help us calm our minds and our spirits, and they help get us in touch with our souls. And some of them just plain suck. And I mean that in the most therapeutic terms. One of the habits that's so hard to come by is just the thought of self-care. The first mind mess we get into is because we can't start a good habit for ourselves if we don't think we're worth it. Sometimes women need a reminder to take care of themselves because we're so much more likely to put others' needs first. We have no problem telling our mates, our kids, our parents, our friends what they need to do to take better care of themselves. We help them change their mindset and start new healthy changes in their lives. We believe in them and we support them and we stand by them. We remind them to take their pills or their vitamins or their medicine. We see them stressed and we nurture their needs. So why is it so hard for us to take heed and listen to our own needs? Because women, for some reason, believe that self-care is selfish. I do so much work with my female clients to fight this programming. And I have said it in so many previous podcasts. But today, I am moved to dig in and help you do it again by looking at your habits, good and bad. Okay, let's break down first what habits are. They're those behaviors that we repeat so much that they no longer involve conscious thought. In other words, they are behaviors that we engage in by habit. Now let's look at the idea that with negative habits, there are subconscious negative thoughts. I'm in the habit of not eating breakfast goes along with I'm in the habit of believing I don't need breakfast. So do you see that there are conscious thoughts, conscious habits that go along with negative behavior? I recently heard that part of changing habits doesn't necessarily start with creating new habits as much as getting rid of old habits. It's yet another change in perception. Okay, here's one of mine. I just used it a second ago as an example. I am not a breakfast eater. 
I start my day with coffee and a cookie. Yep, caffeine and sugar, there is a pick-me-up. My holistic doctor, my medical doctor, they both tried to stop me from that for years. But I dug into it because I truly believed I am not a breakfast eater, and coffee alone is just plain boring for me. Not to mention that I've decided if I have a cookie first thing in the morning, it satisfies my sugar crave for the rest of the day. Wow, see how I rationalized that one? So for me to start a new habit of eating healthier, I needed to get rid of the old habit and the old thought process that I don't need breakfast. One of the things that I've learned about the psychology of changing habits is that taking huge leaps sometimes does not work for people. For me, I have to start small and not build too many expectations of myself. Failing at starting a new habit is one way to just set yourself back. It makes you just give up and stop trying. So when I tried to start changing my habit, the first thing I did was have my cookie and my coffee par usual. And then I just started to tell myself over and over that I will feel amazing if I have a little something healthy to eat. So I started small. I told that to myself for a few days. I waited for my brain to catch on. Basically, it's like reciting a mantra or an affirmation every day to reprogram your brain. I knew I had to get rid of that programming that said, I don't need breakfast. Then after a few days, a half hour after my coffee and my cookie, I had something light that was actually good for me. Yogurt or a banana or banana with some almond butter. Anything to tell my mind and my body that this ain't so bad. I did that for a week. And to my own disbelief, I loved it. I started to look forward to this new habit. And the rest is history. Okay, I still start my mornings with coffee, but I do a good healthy chaser after that. Food habits are one of the hardest things to change. When we like something, we like it. And food can be such an anxiety reliever. What I learned is that it can also be an anxiety producer. For a second, let's take a look at your food habits. Start in the morning and look at what you feed your body and your mind, then move through the day. Then take a look at the times of the day that you eat. Do you have habits wrapped around the time of day? Or do you have habits wrapped around activities? When I was growing up, every day all summer at noon, I would sit with my sitter and we would have lunch and watch all my children. As I got older, I realized that I had created a habit around both food and TV. I loved to have food while I watched TV. It actually brought me joy and vice versa. I loved to watch TV while I ate. Then that got reinforced growing up when my mom is a single parent. It was me and three boys at the dinner table. So how'd she keep the peace? We watched TV while we ate. I had not only created a physical habit, but it was reinforced by my mind. In the world of habits, they call that cues. TV became a cue for me to eat. What's interesting about that is once I realized that, I could break the habit. Remember my favorite saying, when you make the subconscious conscious, it can go away? This was a prime example. Once I became conscious of this habit and the cue that surrounded it, I could try and change it. So, was I getting rid of an old habit and replacing it with a healthy one? Or was I starting a healthy habit that was purging me of my old habit? 
For me, in this instant, it was proof that when I became conscious of an old bad habit, food and TV, and decided to let it go, it was just automatically replaced with a good habit. I didn't concentrate on the new habit. I concentrated on letting go of the old habit. So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. I think for every one of us, our good and bad habits are so very personal. Only you'll know the mindset that will help you change. But I offer you to allow the subconscious to become conscious and let the bad habits show their ugly faces so you can help them go away. There's an interesting piece of any habit, the payoff. We repeat certain habits because we're getting some great payoff for it. If it's food, it could be the flavor or the high of caffeine or the energy after eating a healthy meal. If we can concentrate on what we think the payoffs are, then we can see why we repeat certain habits. I work for myself. I set my own schedule. So I had gotten into the habit of reading my emails before I even got out of bed. The payoff for me was that I knew what the day held for me based on what emails and what work showed up on my iPhone that morning. But when I really looked at the subconscious around that, I also realized that I was starting my day with anxiety and problems to deal with instead of getting up, finding a peaceful way to start my day. So I stopped reading my emails in bed. Soon I realized that I love to take my coffee outside with my computer and write. The cats and dogs hung with me. The air was morning fresh. I could hear the birds singing. It was a tiny slice of heaven. But the only way I could start that new habit was to see my morning rituals of emails in bed, and that payoff or reward for that was not anywheres as valuable to me as getting up, writing, and starting my mornings fresh. Did I want the anxiety payoff for the new email habit, or did starting a new habit give me a much more peaceful, invigorating, and enjoyable payoff? Do you see how we need to look at the payoffs for habits sometimes in order to change them? People ask me sometimes, how long does it take to change a bad habit or create a good one? There's lots of research on this. And again, who knows which is true? One is called the three-day rule. That one says, if you want to break a habit, you need to stop doing it for three days straight. If you want to continue a good or positive habit, you need to make sure you don't skip it for three days straight. Another one says it takes 10 weeks to change a habit. Then there's the 2190 rule. I kind of like this one. The 2190 rule says that it takes 21 days to make a new habit and 90 days to turn it into a permanent lifestyle change. It says that if you commit to your goal for 21 days, it'll absolutely become a habit. And if you commit to that same habit for 90 days, it will become part of your lifestyle. So remember, this holds true for both good and bad habits. Hence, a summer of eating while watching all my children created a bad habit in me that I needed to look at. And on the good side, after 90 days, I am now formulating this podcast sitting outside with my cats, dogs, birds singing, and coffee, and it has become my new lifestyle. So I offer you this week to see what your habits are, good or bad, positive or negative, healthy or unhealthy. Start in the morning and go through your day. Take a look at your behaviors, the times of the day that you find yourself doing things, the activities that surround certain behaviors. See if you can start to make a list of your behaviors and your habits. 
take a look at the cues to these habits. Remember, the cues are things that trigger the habit. Are there any good or bad? Take a true self-awareness check on what are the payoffs of these habits. Whether they're tiny habits or big ones, there is a payoff. Let's make the subconscious conscious Then I offer you to see if there's any way that you want to change. Here are a few affirmations to help you. Changing my behavior is as easy as changing my thoughts. Day by day, I'm gaining more control over my past habits. Each time I challenge a past habit, I feel a greater sense of control and self-esteem. Every day I'm developing new and positive habits. I know that creating new and healthy habits is the fastest and surest path to changing my life for the better. I create new routines based on the goals I want to achieve. Here's my favorite. The quality of my life is based on the quality of my habits. Ah, I think I'm going to leave you with that one. I'm going to say that one again. The quality of my life is based on the quality of my habits. Ladies, I so believe in you. I know that just the fact that you are listening today, you are on the most beautiful journey to self-awareness. Please take good care of yourselves this week. Drink lots of water, get lots of rest, eat amazingly healthy foods. Be so good to yourself and surround yourself with loving beings. Thank you for letting me into your life today. And I look forward to popping back in again next week. Okay, that was my dog. Did you hear that? She says goodbye too. Thank you for joining me today on the Guy Free Podcast. My hope is that you leave this podcast inspired, fired up, and ready to take that next step on the magical journey of self-awareness. And then you come back and join us again. Oh, and if you can do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review over on iTunes. I gain so much from reading the reviews and getting feedback from my listeners. Each week, I'm going to choose one special person who's left me a review to win my book, Guy Free Working on Me. That was the book that started it all. Make sure you add your name to the review, and I'll reach out to you if you're the winner. Thanks again for spending your time with me today. Be sure to visit me on the Guy Free Working on Me Facebook page and on workingonme.com for past episodes and insight into the fabulous journey to youth.